Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Lisa Busan, and I'm a professional evidential spiritual medium. In other words, I'm a psychic medium. <laughs> People understand what psychic medium is a lot better than what they do, the evidential spiritual medium. So that's why I describe myself in that manner. So today we're talking about earthbound spirit. But is there really such a thing? Hmm, right? So many religions speak of that life between life, that limbo that we might find ourselves in if we've um, committed heinous crimes or if we believe that we're an evil person or whatever or if we have unfinished business well yes and no from my experience there's different scenarios and we're going to go over that today in this show so i hope you sit back and enjoy get your cup of coffee out or your iced tea or wherever you're at sit back and listen or watch, depending upon what uh, mode you're accessing the webinar from. So, earthbound spirits are actually what is depicted in the old TV shows, Ghost Whisper. Remember that with Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yeah, where she could pick up the spirit in between lives. So after they've passed from the earth plane, but before they've gone into the light, in other words, before they've gone into heaven, right? So it's just the way her mediumship worked. You know, if this were a real person and it was based upon Susie Winekowski's life. So this is just the way her mediumship works. And every medium works a little bit different. And it's through intention, through practice, as well as the way spirit want her to work or him work as it is so in this show she's only able to pick up this short window of attention and of course if you remember this show jennifer love hewitt's character would encounter these spirit that still had unfinished business with their loved ones whether they wanted to say they're sorry or whether they wanted to explain things to their loved ones here on earth doesn't matter what it was. But that window of opportunity. Now, as I said earlier, many people believe that this is the place of limbo, like spirit don't have free will. Well, I can't tell you that that is the furthest from the truth because they do. They do have free will. But will they let themselves move forward with their life path or their soul path? Hmm, that's the question. So going on with the show, many times um, Spirit would come to Jennifer Love Hewitt's character, I wish, Melinda, that was her name, um, and want to solve unfinished business, say goodbye, what have you. Now, from my experience, what I've understood is that there's varied reasons for your loved ones remaining on earth. I don't want to say earthbound because that means that they're kind of stuck and that couldn't be furthest from the truth, as I mentioned. So there's various reasons. Um, a couple times in my practice, 
well, and you might even have witnessed this yourself. Have you ever driven down the street and like I could have sworn I saw someone standing there. So you turn around and no one, right? But it's like, wait, I know I saw somebody standing there. So was it your eyes playing tricks? Mm, probably not. More often than not, you're actually clairvoyant. So you're psychically seeing things, spiritually seeing things. And you're kind of glimpsing into that uh, time warp, if you will. So in that instance, what I have come to understand is that when we see spirit on the side of the road, very often they've experienced a tragic death in that spot, in that area. So this is the last known place that they were living. So they returned to this place or they remain here. So you would think that why wouldn't they try to go to their loved ones? here on earth. Well, I'm sure they did. But if their loved ones aren't seeing them, hearing them, interacting with them, they will go to the last known place where there was some kind of interaction. Now, whether they passed in a car accident or a boating accident or a bicycle accident or whatever, any type of tragic death, you can see this. So, that's then a choice. Whether they choose to investigate what's going around around them in spirit. For instance, do they look up to notice that there's a white light there? Right? They're usually smart enough to realize that if I focus on something, whether it's my loved one or a place, they're instantly there instantly. Yet, why does it seem that they can't figure this out? It's usually because of deep grief and either a misunderstanding, like how did I get here? Um, like they weren't aware of why they passed over such as, immediately, I mean, they weren't aware of why they passed over such as maybe they were in a car accident, but they didn't see the hit coming or something like that. All right. So it's almost like they wake up out of a coma or they wake up um, on the side of the road and, okay, wow, look what just happened to me, right? So then they sit there and a lot of times they'll try to make um, heads or tails out of what's just happened. And then they'll try to go to their family by thinking of them. Their family doesn't recognize that they're there. So again, as I said, they will go back to very often, the last known place that they were living. Mm -hmm. Now, have I tried spirit rescue with these souls? No. No, I haven't. Because could you, could you imagine seeing me standing on the side of the road talking to no one? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do anyone any good if I was locked up in a white jacket, would I? <laughs> um, now, on that note, is there such a thing as spirit rescue? When I was involved in the spiritualist church, that was a big thing. And you're talking 20 years ago or more. It was a big thing. So in other words, spirit who would be stuck on the side of the road or spirit who would be stuck in that limbo state wouldn't understand how to get up to the white light or get over to the white light, wherever it was. And then mediums would talk to them 
and explain to them how to do this. Now, I myself participated in these events. Yes, I did. However, looking back on it, I often wonder, you know, was their free will then taken away? Because they do have free will, whether they remain here on earth. Mm -hmm, they do. And it can be for any number of reasons. Let me throw some of those out at you. Um, again, very often it's because of a tragic death. Um, and then also what I found is a biggie, real biggie, is when there's a physical addiction to some kind of substance here on earth, whether it's alcohol, drugs, anything like that. It can even be an addiction to food. It can be an addiction to a person. Yeah. So they would choose to remain here to um, interact or get that high. And that's why I don't ever recommend doing readings in a bar type facility or even going to one. Mm -hmm. Because if you are an enlightened soul, in other words, if you're a light worker, if you are an intuitive person and you walk into a bar or something like that, it's almost like a beacon to the spirit world. Look at me, look at me, because you glow. You might not be able to see it, but I can assure you the world of spirit does. So I'm not talking about a situation such as you know, like an Applebee's or something like that, where there's a restaurant in, and a bar. You know, it, it's it, that's a different atmosphere. I'm talking about the atmosphere where there's um, loud thumping music and people are there to get extremely inebriated. Very often, people are there to hook up. You know, so not of the highest and the finest of reasons here, right? That's the type of place someone who had an addiction on earth would frequent okay so you can also find um spirit hanging around of course we might say our house is haunted right well i'd say probably 95 percent of the paranormal investigations i've been on it's been mom or dad or grandpa or uncle or who have you um, just making noise around the house, trying to get your attention, moving things, flicking off and on the lights and, you know, playing around with the TV set and things like that. So that's very, very common, very, very, very common. So the thought of something being malevolent, um, does it exist? Yeah, it does. But if you're of the white light, why on earth would they want anything to do with you? There's nothing to gain there, right? Because you're not an addict. You're not a drinker. You're not a drug addict. Um, you're not uh, heavy duty um, into uh, bodily harm or something like that, right? So something that is a, for less, lack of a better word, maybe a quirk. So if you're not into any of that, why would a lesser or a lower entity want to have anything to do with you what are they going to get from you flowers roses you know fancy uh, light beams you know like like fairy puffs and you know so there's no reason for that right so if you are of the light which you are because you're listening to this 
if you are of the light, you really have no reason to worry about those type of things. But I have experienced it. And I'm glad I have. I'm glad I have. Because it makes me more aware, aware of what's out there. Mm -hmm. So then I can teach you guys. Yeah, there was a um, paranormal event that I was asked to come in on. And it was just a lovely house, lovely house. And I walked in and I picked up the man and the woman who used to own the property that the house sat on. Well, see, I knew none of this, but found out afterwards after conferring with the homeowner that the land that the home was on was actually like a hundred acre pig farm, right? So in the meanwhile, I'm picking up um, farm animals and stuff like that. And I encountered the farmer. Now, was he a negative entity? Mm, I'd, I'd say no, but he certainly wasn't a nice old cuss. Now, he was earthbound. I would consider him earthbound, but because he owned the land, he was attached to the land, like, don't come build on my land. This is my land. So he's being protective, right? Could you imagine, like, back, this was um, from the homeowner, um, what she told me was like, this was like back in the 20s and 30s, right? So lots of guns, yeah. And so this man was simply doing just that. He was trying to protect his land. People were on his land. People were building homes on their land. People were stealing his property. And that's simply what he was doing when he came through to me and start rattling the doors and start uh, beeping on the home phone line. It was going, <laughs> making noises like that. And actually, um, if I show you this, it, it's not something that, that's from then, but I had a big pad of paper with me and I was taking notes and I was writing on the side of the wall, like I had it propped on the wall and some kind of oil or I don't know what it was, was seeping through the pad of paper. Um, and it was, it was pretty freaky. Yes, it was pretty freaky. Cause so they, can they um, affect the physical world? You betcha, you betcha they can. But again, being earthbound is a choice. Being earthbound is a choice. Sometimes, and I do have to, let me, let me preface all this with saying, that in my experience, at least 95% of all those who are newly deceased stick around until after the funeral, right? So they are in this like limbo place. They are in this kind of void um, prior to them passing over. And very often, you know, the reasons vary for why they're here or why they remain. And more often than not, it's because they wanna make sure that their loved ones are okay and that you know they'll move on with their life um <laughs> funny thing once in a while the women who are recently passed want to find out who actually comes to the funeral um, they want to know what their loved ones have dressed them in um, and that's kind of a funny thing and then the men want to make sure of course who comes to the funeral but then they want to make sure that um, their property is taken care of. It's being divided up amongst, you know, whomever. Um, so they do touch base, but most of them will go after the funeral, after they realize that, you know, the big hoopla is over. And it's time now for their loved ones to get on with their life. 
and that means you know taking care of um, property and the wills and any kind of monetary um, assets, homes, things like that. But that doesn't necessarily, other than initially, doesn't really hold enough power for those newly deceased to remain here because they know and they understand that those are just things. They're just things. So those that we love will stick around to make sure we're okay. Yes, yes, they will. However, there are things you usually don't care about unless they are almost like have a, an, a, an addiction to it, right? Like that, like that uh, farmer did. Like he was so worried about other people stealing his things. And if you had a loved one that was here that was like that, yes, they may remain earthbound doing the same thing until possibly we help them to understand through just talking to them out loud that we'll take good care of it. Yeah, because it happens. It happens. So also unfinished business is what can keep someone remaining here on earth. For instance, maybe they were a business owner and they were worried about some kind of transaction or a merger or something of the like that is unfinished that, that they're a little concerned about that might affect their loved ones down the road. You see, it's not the loved ones that's keeping them here. It's that unfinished business that they want to make sure ends on a good note for their loved ones that remain here, you see. And unfortunately, in that situation, a lot of times it doesn't end up well if there was a merger going because the merger usually falls apart. Um, however, from the standpoint of the loved ones who remain here, they will still receive, of course, you know, their inheritance and what have you. Um, but if someone was very ingrained and very uh, strongly enmeshed and passionate about their business, then this could possibly happen. It could possibly happen. So our job in all of this is to let our loved ones know that we are okay, right? We don't want to be perceived as needful. Like, oh my gosh, I need them to come through. I, I'm, I'm so distraught and I've seen this. I've seen this and of course I totally can empathize. I'm completely distraught with the life um, ending of my loved one and I don't know what to do and my life is falling apart but that is a choice on your part that is a choice and if you're keeping your loved one here by making them feel guilty or uh, through um, heightened concern for your well-being isn't that a bit selfish hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that you can just flip a switch and turn off that grief, but for their well-being and their benefit, they need to cross over. Keeping in mind that once they cross over, they can come back as witnessed through mediumship. They can come back and communicate, but they have their own stuff to do on their end, past life reviews and that type of thing. So, you know what? Let's let them move on. 
All right, let me go to the first hand. Kim, I'm gonna promote, promote you to panelists, so you'll be coming on in just a second. Okay, here you come. Let me make sure you're unmuted. Hi, Kim. Hi. Hi, honey, how can I help you today? Um, I just, I don't really have any questions, just whatever you decide to do. Oh, okay, all right, usually you have a question if your hand is raised, that's fine. All right, so. Um, if anything comes to you. Right, right, and that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of tuning into your energy. Um, what I'm picking up, it, are you at work right now? I am. Okay. On lunch. <laughs> Pardon me? I'm on lunch. Okay, good. So what I'm seeing around you looks like a bunch of childish people. So I don't know if you have children around you or if they're just kind of childish around you at work. No, I have a child. <laughs> you have a child, okay. Yeah. Well, because I'm seeing that um, there's a tendency here to um, for you to get carried away. It's almost like, oh, squirrel, you know, one of those things. And your your uh, attention is pulled away. There's some distraction there. What I'm hearing, this might sound like a horoscope or something like that, but what I'm hearing is for the next couple of weeks, maybe through like the 15th through the end of the month, really pay attention to what's coming through and what is trying to pull your attraction or attention away from the task at hand, whether you're at work or whether you're at home, whether you're at school or whatever you're doing. Um, so make sure that during that time frame you're not pulled away for some reason. I kind of get a sense of things um, pulling you in all directions, like you're a rubber band and you're just kind of being stretched to the max. Mm -hmm. But I get a sense that if you make sure, first of all, make sure you get a good night's rest. And then also, well, I'm going to back up a little bit because I'm seeing that being bothersome for you. Do you have trouble sleeping? Um, sometimes, yes. Yeah, because I'm seeing you kind of like me, like up at two or three o'clock in the morning going. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so that that's a biggie right there. Um, that's one of the biggest problems that I'm getting that you may have um, during this time frame for staying alert as to what's going on. Um, I don't feel like there's an accident. I don't feel like there's danger of any kind. I just get a sense of like scatterbrained, a feeling of being scatterbrained or out of it. All right. So and it, it's probably the lack of sleep. So if you need to, you know, find some kind of sleep aid if you need to okay. um but of course do that with your with responsibility or whatever but um yeah so i'm gonna leave that with you because i just get a sense that i feel like that's done um yeah so take care of yourself during that time frame and make sure that you're on the ball make sure that you're on the ball all right um but again i'm not getting any one particular area just in general that you need to pay attention all right do you have a toddler no, he's five. He's five. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I feel like um, there's a lot going on with him, him in school, him in, in the work that he's doing or something like that. So it might be that something else is pulling you away from him and what he needs. Um, I don't get a sense of um, lack of uh, response or respect there. I just get a sense that for some reason he's more needy during that time frame. So there you go. 
right. And so hopefully you get all your stuff and you can keep your stuff at work or you can keep your stuff at home and then pay attention to this little guy that you got. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. You take care and thanks for chiming in. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is, you know, what happens here on the earth plane when our loved ones do go? How do we determine whether they're earthbound or they're stuck, which again, I don't believe. Um, how do we determine that? Well, the problem lies in this. If you are not necessarily picking up sounds that are unusual or like maybe your loved ones aren't playing around with the lights or something like that, then it could be difficult. So in that instance, the best thing that I could recommend you doing would be simply to talk to them, make sure that they're on the other side. You know, dear father, please uh, make sure that um, you're getting your work done and I hope uh, you are doing well. Um, what you need to be aware of, I've got a man coming in here right, here right now, and so I'm looking off to the side. So what you need to be aware of is that asking for them to be there with you, dad, I need to hear from you, whatever, actually pulls them away from what they're doing or what they need to do. Because they're not only going through that physical transition, they're going through a mental, a spiritual, a cognitive, it's all, it's all together in one. So while we're going through the grief, they're going through everything else. So they're really the ones that we are pulling away from their job. So of course we know, and if you're listening to this, then you're aware of spirit being able to communicate. Um, I do want to mention the gentleman that I've got here, um, tall, I want to say, I'd say six foot anyways. Um, he makes me feel like he has broad shoulders and I get a sense of him being late 60, 68, maybe somewhere around there. I do feel um, by the manner of his dress, I do want to say um, we're probably looking at him being gone about 10 to 15 years or so. So I'm not sure who this is, but if one of you that are listening live, or even if you're listening to this a year down the road on podcast, it can happen. Yes, it can. It can happen. So dad is just coming through to say hello. Yes. Say hello, I love you, and I miss you. And he's saying to me also that um, he's saying that he's been stepping in, which is an odd way to say that he's been visiting. <laughs> he's been stepping in. Um, so in the chat room, Colleen has written, is that for always? I mean, are we being selfish by calling on them sometimes? Dad has been gone seven months now. No, no, not at all. It's not a selfish thing. And you know what? When your loved ones are newly deceased, that's usually the first thing that we want to do to make sure that they're okay, right? To make sure that they're around us. 
So it's not unusual. However, if it's the constant, the constant harping or the constant needfulness, that, that gets old for them. It does get old for them because their wish for you is for you to move on and have a loving and healthy and prosperous life. That's their wish for you. Their wish for you is definitely not to remain needful of them to go on with your life, right? But of course, once in a while, sure, absolutely. They want to know that you're thinking about them, just not being needy of them. There's a big difference there. So hopefully that makes sense, Colleen. So uh, moving back on, now, it's important to note that obviously, just like we do, we have free will, okay? And as Colleen mentioned, um, we often, like when we think about our loved ones or we call to our loved ones, it's kind of like a magnet, all right? And vice versa. So when like we're doing dishes or we're busy and then all of a sudden our loved one is around us, sometimes it's like a call out and we'll all of a sudden, all of a sudden think of them. So it is like a, a magnetic resonance, right, between your energy and theirs. So yeah, it's not detrimental to them if you think of them now and then. And in fact, they like it. Yeah. So if, a spirit chooses to remain earthbound or remain on earth. I, like I said, I don't like the word earthbound because it kind of, kind of, it's a kind of a connotation of being stuck, and that's furthest from the truth. Um, so, if they were choose to remain on earth, can they not be affected by angels, spiritual guides, deceased loved ones? Of course, even God, of course. So I can't express to you how many times I've had um, spirit come to me and say, my dad helped me cross over. Or my uncle plucked me from this life. Or I've got the whole gang here. And it was like high-fiving at the end of a winning baseball game. So are they there? You betcha they are. You betcha they are. Now, there is something a little bit um, heavy that I'd like to share with you, and that's about suicide. Often, what I've run into as a medium over these past 30-odd years working professionally is that often someone who commits suicide intentionally, mind you, may choose to remain earthbound for a while out of remorse, out of remorse. Usually, at least in my findings, they will cross over when someone or something, angel, guide, God, family member, pulls them, pulls them. And you see whether the suicide is intentional or unintentional, by spirit, that's considered a mental health issue. So they're not stuck in purgatory because um, they've, they've committed a sin. 
They're taken by the world of spirit, angels, guides, loved ones, what have you. And I want to say almost healed. It's like a healing. It's almost like a pressure, a pressurizing, um, kind of pressure cooking, if you will. The information and the health of the mental body back into them. Remember, we're talking mental problems here, not physical problems here. Physical problems, like as soon as you cross over, ta-da, all better. But mental problems are a different ball game altogether. So for instance, if someone, good example is someone who has um, had severe dementia from Alzheimer's or what have you, um, they are taken away immediately as well for this mental healing some of these people you will not hear from for months, maybe even after a year, right? You won't see lights flicker. You won't smell them. You won't get any sense of them being around at all because they're in this frequency or this space in the heavenly world where the world of spirit, all those healer helpers, if you will, are helping your loved one. Now, in the case of unintentional suicide, such as uh, drunk driving or they took too many drugs or whatever, all right, or they put themselves in a dangerous situation, same thing, same exact thing. These people are not in limbo. They're not earthbound. But since there's no mental health problem here, usually they go through any other process like the process as in any other person who remains um, in heaven other than those who are um, addicted because there's always an underlying mental issue when there's any type of addiction going on according to the world of spirit not me i'm not a professional by any means but according to the world of spirit yes there's some kind of underlying mental affliction or problem going on there that's causing this in the first place, all right? So huh, it's pretty heavy duty stuff, pretty heavy duty stuff, but those people may choose to remain in that little space for a little while longer. And it's usually out of remorse and fear and concern for us here. And that's the last thing that we would want them to do. We would want them to go up to heaven so that they can be healed or um, go forth on their spiritual journey, their soul path, right? Yeah. So let me take another listener. All right. Candy, I'm going to promote you to panelist, honey. Hi, Candy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good to see you. How can I help you, honey? So um, I have a question. <clears throat> My husband's grandmother passed away five years ago, and I was really close to her. Mm -hmm. um, but since she's passed away, I don't ever feel or I saw her one time in a dream, like a, a week after she passed, but that mm -hmm. was it. And so it's been five years now. And, you know, you were talking about you know, Sign. they can kind of, yeah, kind of choose to come back. And I don't see anything or feel anything. And so what it kind of does is it makes me question, oh, were we really as close as I thought we were? Or, 
you know, cause she's not my family. She, well, right. It doesn't matter. So um, if you were close to them, doesn't matter if it's your family or husband's family or whatever. So here's what's going on. And I can guarantee you this. So it is very <laughs> common for spirit to come through in our dreams. First of all, it's very common because they can bypass our conscious mind. Right. Okay. All right. Now it's not that she's not there because I can guarantee you she is, but she may not be able to get through to your radio station. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've ever heard me say that, but that is so the case. And that's why even to this day, I can't guarantee I'm going to be able to read someone yeah. because if I can't, or if they can't tune into my radio station, I'm not going to know that they're there. Okay. Right. But if they can tune in a little bit, I might see them, but not hear them or hear them, but not feel them, you know? So it's kind of like that little bit of white noise, but I'm sure that that's what's going on with you. You're just, she's not able to get into your, your radio station, so to speak, that, that energy. And because physics has shown us that everyone has their own frequency, right? Their own energetic frequency. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> so maybe wonder if she's making herself known. She's <laughs> what was that? I heard something. I don't know. And I'm it's just laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so laundry doesn't speak or laundry doesn't make noise. Harmony. So my guess is she's making herself known. Right? She's making herself known. You might not recognize the way she's making herself known, like noises. Like, how could you attribute that to her? Yeah. You just thought about her, that's why. Okay, so because you just thought about her, so I'm I'm certain that that's what's happening. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So she is there. So here's the thing that I recommend doing whenever you have an issue such as that is either have another deceased loved one speak for them, all right, or have them leave you signs, like the noise in the house. Or um, like, here's, here's a pen, it's put, I'm putting it on the table and leave it there. And if it moves across the table one day or you find it in a different position than when you left it, things like that. Because you might be a, a very adept at moving things, but not at making sounds or you, you get what I'm saying, right? So all you can do is be open. Um, to what's coming through like you might not see her with your physical eyes um, who knows you might see her standing you might hear see someone standing next to you while you're making dinner one night and you look and there's no one there okay so pay, and that's a biggie that's a lot of people get that there's called shadow people so anyone who's ever been in physical form can be a shadow person the trick for us is to not look yeah. All oh, right. so to try to look peripherally. Okay. Focus peripherally. So like, as I'm looking at you, um, for it's, I don't, there's a man, this is Jesus, but I can see him standing here. So anyways, that's just Jesus. Um, <laughs> I can sense that there's a tall man standing here, but I know it's him because I can see all his white robes or beigey robes. But anyway, so I can see him as I look here. So I can see peripherally, right? So that's the trick. So you've got to train yourself. Is it a man? Is it a woman? How tall are they? You know, so you might not be able to get a good vision of, you know, what their facial features are and whatnot. But by her, 
um, height and weight, and you might get approximate age, maybe feel her age, and then you get a good idea how she is able to come through, and that's how you would communicate with her. Because what brought this on is my four-and-a-half-year-old was, I was changing her diaper, because um, she's my daughter with special needs, mm-hmm. and she goes, Bushy died, and I'm like, what? Because she was, I was pregnant with her, and she goes, and she waved, and I called my husband in, and he goes, what does Bushy look like? And she goes, hmm, gray hair. She's saying hi. And uh-huh. I think my husband and I both, like, hit the floor. We were like, oh. Yeah. So I got kind yeah. of sad and, like, what have I not seen her? No, but you she know what? Out of the to. mouth of babes, out of the mouth of babes, you know, when they don't have a reference point for someone who's in spirit, but they see them, and, like, yeah. they've gotten that name, you know? Yeah. So things like that. So trust that she's there. You're just not picking her up. That's all, honey. Okay. Yeah. So she might not be able to come through to you. Um, maybe through sight, you know, is, is the way your daughter picks her up. But maybe clairvoyance isn't your thing. It's obviously clairaudience because you heard something going on with the laundry. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So look at different ways to communicate and how she's trying to get through. Because I can guarantee you she's there. All right. Thanks, Lisa. All right. You're welcome, sweetie. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, my little chicklets. Let's move on. All right. So when we focus, much like candy here, when we focus or we expect specific things from our spirit people, if they're really good, they should be able to pull it off. However, are we picking it up, right? Are we picking it up? So in the instances, like I spoke of earlier, whether it's a, an addiction to a person, place, or thing, um, a tragic death or uh, problems with um, assets, things like that, encourage your loved ones, whether you feel them or see them or not, encourage your loved ones to cross over. All right, just in the event, just in the event, because then they know that you're really caring about them and not yourself, right? And how selfless is that? Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. I'm promoting you to panelist, Colleen. Hi, Colleen. You're upside down, baby doll. Hold on. I have this one set up as my uh, hand cam for when I'm doing my crafts online. Well, so, there you go. Well, hi, Colleen. How are you? I'm good. How are you, dear? I'm good. Good. How can I help you? Okay. First, I wanted to give you a little update. I am doing really good with the streaming with the crafts that we had talked about before. Awesome. And uh, they have pr- uh, promoted me to associate. So I can start mon- monetizing it now. And I'm learning so much. It's like, I love learning. Very good. Um, The other thing is my friend that I brought to your spirit gallery, uh, the little bow over her head has materialized. (gasps) She is going to have a grandbaby soon. (laughs) Yay! So I wanted to let you know that. Oh, how awesome. Um, And uh, are you picking up anything? for me, um, the only thing I'm really worried about right now is my Is dog. this older man yours? How long have you been listening in? 
since pretty much the beginning. I went to the other room and I heard you call my name to answer the question. I and I ran back in here. <laughs> okay, so I think this older man that's here is for you. Okay. To be honest with you, so do you understand a man in his late sixties, early seventies, six foot, uh, maybe six one, if that? Um, he's got broad shoulders. I get a sense of him being past a while, though, like 10, 15 years. Yeah, so I'm not sure who this is, but I, but you know what what's happening is because I can see him here, and Possibly I can see him uncle. behind you. Possibly an uncle. Yeah, because I can see him. This, I'm not seeing his head. I'm seeing like from here down on him, but I'm seeing he's got the same sweater on. So I'm assuming that this is the same man. Okay. Now, would you understand also... He's talking to me about being on the water or working on the water or living on the water, something like that. Um, not really. I'm, I mean, we're from Michigan. Um, well, because he's, he just did this, so I know that he's talking to me about water. Okay. <clears throat> Pardon me. And he's talking to me also. No, he's talking to me about either living on a lake He's showing me a lake. So living on a lake or boating or something like that. Okay. Uh, my grandparents both um, lived up uh, uh, just north of Sleeper State Park. And they had a place on the lake. On the lake. Okay. So quite possibly I've got the generation wrong, which is possible, of course. So grandpa, he's also showing, this is kind of a funny thing. Would you understand why he's showing me frogs? Okay, it's okay if you say no. No, no, it's okay. Because I always give everything to you literally as I get it. Okay. But I get a sense of, I feel like he's talking to us about the acronym forever rely on God. Okay. To be honest with you, I do. So I feel that he's just asking you to trust, have faith that everything's going to go the way it's supposed to go. Good or bad, ugly or beautiful, whatever. But things are going the way that they're supposed to go. And you, for you to have faith in that, you see? Yeah. Um. He's also showing me, and you know what? I think this has to do with your work, whatever you're doing now. I think this has to do with that. And while we did say that things were going really well, I also get a sense that this, it, this is kind of funny. It has nothing to do with you. It has all to do with your life path. Okay. Right? Because you had faith that this could happen. Which I love this. So if you didn't have faith that this could happen, would you have tried? You know, would you have done this any differently? Do you know what I mean? So I really feel like that's what he's saying because it's falling in place because you had faith that there's a higher power here that is going to put you on a path that, that you hadn't thought of before. Mm -hmm. I love that. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm running into people that are like, oh my God, my grandmother did those eggs back when, you know, it's like, she's talking to you right now. Yeah. You know? I get it. That's why I started doing them because uh, my grandmother passed away when my dad was 12. So I never got to meet her. So in high school, I really got into literature, art, food, all of like the Ukraine, Russia, all that kind of stuff. Wonderful. And, um, the Paisaki eggs is what really stuck with me. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, she would have been right next to me teaching me how to do this had she still been around. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's kind of a neat thing because you're resurrecting or you're keeping that art alive. I'm honoring her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're honoring the whole culture is what you're doing right so that's that's wonderful so grandpa's like giving you a thumbs up and he's he's pretty excited for where you're going have you exhibited he's talking to me about exhibits uh not any not really the ones um i've actually done more giving them away at this point because i'm still practicing mm -hmm. um like uh i gave one away in someone else's stream that was doing a fundraiser for um uh saint jude and another one um the aids walk that was just down in detroit not too long ago <coughs> I gave uh, one away for a fundraiser for that. Well, what he's showing me is it looks like a, a glass case, like a showcase type thing mm -hmm. that you would maybe see like in a library or something like that. Okay. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if there's a public presentation for you. Okay, I'll keep my yeah. open. Yeah, like because I feel uh, like we're talking about the culture, um, about the, uh, the origin of the egg, like why are they doing the eggs, um, how they came about, things like that. But it all has to do with the culture, all right? So I get a sense of you creating this presentation and you might be talking for an hour, maybe hour and a half at the most, but I'm seeing you doing this and I, I see these art pieces under glass. All right. Okay. So I would look at your local library. I would, cause that's what I feel like you're doing. I feel like it's some kind of presentation there. Okay. Cause I've actually went to a couple of presentations of doing that there. So maybe the person that does it now isn't able to anymore it's possible i have it's done a possible. couple of classes on it mm -hmm. um maybe the uh the art gallery up in port huron where you've been yeah that might be yeah it. that would be very cool as well that would be very cool yeah um also i'm also picking up a an opportunity to well, you might, you might want to practice in schools before okay. you practice with adults, practice with kids. 
So is there, so in Ukraine or Russia or whatever, so I think that this would coincide with their holidays. Okay. All right, so whether it's Easter or whatever it is. Yeah, it'll I get a sense of them um, having something to do with the holidays. So, yeah, look at when their holidays are, their big holidays, and see how you could integrate that with that. So, Or, or maybe even open it up to, like, the teen, teen art club. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, sweetie. Thanks, well, it was great talking with you. Good luck with everything. Thanks. Bye. Take care. All right, my kids. So moving on, the hour's up, and I just want to leave you with this one thought. Your loved ones are around you all the time. All the time. And it's not simply because they're earthbound or because they're choosing to remain in that limbo state attached to the earth. No. Probably 99% of the spirits that you have around you are in heaven. And they're able to come around here and talk. You know, heaven is not a place up here. It's right here. It's right here. It's right with us. So, as always, remember to seek the divine, be the divine, and you're going to reap the divine. God bless.